And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, that's Doc Manson. I love you for a thousand different ways. Oh. Or, or four. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. All I'll I know is you're this. loving me a lot. So I love you in a thousand different ways. And one of them is you are the first person to to say that you noticed a slight change in my appearance. And oh. I appreciate that. So Not I'm a problem. Saying. DC Matthews at well, no, the me, DC Matthews. Let me rephrase. The second person, the first being my wife. Of course. Yeah. The first person that I don't live with who was like, hey. I mean, I only see you once a week, so I think sometimes it's easier to see changes. Um, when you see somebody every day, sometimes it becomes, you know, you're seeing it stepwise and you're not noticing sure. over time. But yeah, I'm looking at you today and you definitely look less puffy. I'm glad you said felt the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, felt. I only said it for comedic effect on the show. You look no, good. I understand. You do. I understand. You do. Well, I, I'm... Like I said, I, I don't want to. Totally I don't want to undo weeks of progress here by a, a <laughs> joke. You look good. <laughs> Just butter sticks. Arms and I have coffee. Arr, arr. No, seriously. Yes. No, I appreciate that. I, I've tweeted a couple times about, you know, yes, I, I'm trying to get myself back under control, um, and you know, it's. I tweeted this out. It's an interesting feeling. Like I, I don't want to go into this super long diatribe about you know modern culture but i'm trying i'm trying the philosophy of you eat when you're hungry okay and not just as i do out of boredom and just because i'm like oh because i'm constantly bored i haven't eaten in a while it's been you know 30 minutes so i might as well have another snack i actually i i i've been sort of contemplating you know some similar actions as you um, you know, a diet of some sort. I've been looking at Weight Watchers. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't want to really pay for it, but if I could get it for free, you know, maybe. But sure. uh, yeah, but like just to what you were saying there, eat when you're hungry. Uh, you know, as I was starting, like, you know, thinking about that sort of thing and, you know, making some changes myself, um, I realized I'm not really sure the last time I was hungry, like, felt hunger sure i mean i guess that says again i i live a very privileged life and certainly we live in a country where food for them and not always i'm not you know across the board but food tends to just be available in some ways um and yeah i mean being more mindful of of that eating when one is hungry mm-hmm. it sounds so basic but I guess, you know, there's something to it. Yeah, there's – I've listened to – you know, I listened to Penn Gillette of Penn & Teller's podcast, Penn Sunday School, and he had a dramatic weight loss and he's talked about – and he went, you know, crazy. He spent two weeks eating nothing but potatoes. Potatoes are like the worst thing you can eat, aren't they? It's called a mono diet. The idea is that you eat one food. You have one – you give yourself one single taste that isn't accented by anything. So brown rice – uh, potatoes, anything like that. And you eat that for two-ish weeks, two weeks to a month. And the whole idea is in addition to 
I suppose it would cleanse your body. It also resets your taste buds. Huh. And so then when you eat regular foods, like you have an ear of corn, you discover how naturally salty and sweet and delicious it is because most, and again, we'll, I'll talk about Americans and just my area, you know, our kind of area, you put butter on it, you put salt on it, and you don't actually realize how naturally flavorful certain foods are. Yeah. I will say my family looks at me like I've got six heads because yeah, probably about five or 10 years ago, I stopped putting any sort of butter or salt on corn on the cob. Yeah. It's delicious on its mm -hmm. own. You really start to identify when, like, you know, some people you'd be like, oh, this is a good ear of corn. And I'd be like, all ears of corn are good. <clears throat> and now I'm like, oh, no, I can tell right away when it's, you know, and I'll, I'll still put a little salt on mine, but I've skipped the butter completely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. They, they really are. They're, they have a very nice flavor all of their own. Yeah. I don't recommend the mono diet. I, don't, I know nothing yeah. about the science I... behind it. And, I, and the guy who, the scientist who is behind it has said, look. Half the stuff I say is complete garbage. I just don't know which half it is. <laughs> I know I'm saying some things that are right and some things that are wrong, and you just have to trust everything I'm saying, and it will have positive health effects for you. I don't want to go crazy that way. But, you know, yes, the whole idea of like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'll have a banana. And that can actually tide me over until 8, 830 in the morning when I'm at work, and then I have my breakfast. But... Do you not you, know, it, you like to eat earlier than that, or is there a reason there? I'm up at some usually between four and five in the morning. So, and normally you get up in the first thing, at least for me, the first thing I'm like is, all right, well, what am I going to eat? And so, you know, usually I would get some sort of hunger pang around six ish. And like I said, now I just have a banana, maybe a small bit of dark chocolate hummus to go with it. Mm. And that tides you over. Have you had chocolate? Yes. No, you, we've you had this discussion. Yes. yes. I was going to say, you've said that. Because <laughs> again, and this was just a few weeks ago, I was going through the large tub of chocolate hummus in a day or two. Yeah, it's a bit like, excessive. It would, be an, it would be an entire pack of graham crackers, like the full-sized, uh -huh. like eight of them. And, you know half a tub of chocolate hummus and i'd be like look at me eating healthy i'm so proud of myself <laughs> yeah i as my wife has realized i have no concept despite having taken a nutrition course I'll in be, college i don't think a lot of people have any concept of what it really means to eat healthy i mean even yeah. even science doesn't have a great handle on it you know i mean they go back and forth all the time as they learn new things eggs broadly good, speaking eggs are, bad, eggs are good eggs you know i mean that's the nature of science of course we're constantly learning and revising our opinions on things and some people don't like that they think it makes science unreliable but it's actually science's greatest strength right the fact sure. that we are constantly reassessing what we think we know and unfortunately that means we don't always have nice clean answers for things but that's because some things are very complicated a lot of variables go into the human body. Uh, never mm -hmm. mind the variables that vary between different human bodies, you know? Oh, absolutely. So. I think the problem is, and again, we're getting very, very broad here, is that a lot of things are incredibly complicated. There is, you know, the number of things that have a black or white yes or no 
answer, just in life in general, pretty small when you come down to it. Yep. And yet there's a lot of times where you're like, well, pick a side. And it's like, um, no, <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to get some information. And, you know, my side might I might have multifaceted, you know, multiple facets to this opinion. But anyway, well, that again. sounds like a liberal mindset to me. Well, I am a liberal. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I think everyone should try to eat healthier, says the guy who ate a tub of chocolate hummus not too long ago. Um, but I will say I did Weight Watchers to get in shape for the wedding. And, you know, I, I go back and forth of whether or not I'm glad I never really knew what my maximum weight was. Like, I don't know what my I was at my heaviest. Yeah, I lost somewhere between 30 and 40 pounds. Maybe more, depending on what that again, max was. was stages. Yeah. But I know for sure I lost 30. It's possible I lost more doing Weight Watchers. So it, it does work. And again, they keep changing. Like we said, they keep changing their program. And various programs say they work better than others. People are online going, oh, I did really well on the program from five years ago. This program is terrible. But I mean, honestly, I think the ultimate thing is still true and just restrict caloric intake however you're going to do that sure the problem is a lot of people just don't realize how many calories are in certain types of foods oh no you're absolutely right and it's mindfulness it's like all right be aware of what you're putting in your body yeah you know so either way but I'm um, looking forward to eating all of the apples and all of the carrots and all of the lean chicken breast I possibly can I don't know this for sure, but pumpkin might be zero points. Yes. Now, what if I take that pumpkin and I put it into a latte? Also zero points. As long as it has pumpkin in it. That's this is what's far as I know. <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> you eat an apple pie. That's apples. Yeah. Like, that's that's my understanding. Food. I mean. Just saying. Uh-huh. It's a science. Uh-huh. Um, you seem in better spirits. We don't have to go into details, but you seem in a better mood than you were in last week. Last week was would a week. You, this week, would you would you say that's true? I again, I you know whether or not things were were fixed or just you know you've moved in a new direction. You just seem a little more chipper. Yeah, I mean things are a little lighter this week. I don't think necessarily things are better, but I've got some meetings planned. And then the coming weeks that I think will be very helpful one way or the other. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to that. I was really, I'm realizing that I may need to find the cord for my laptop. No. I didn't charge. It's literally sat here all week. I didn't use it. I used my Chromebook and I'm like, oh, I might need to charge this at some point. So do you have any idea where that charger might be? I know exactly where it is. It's over there. I just need, you know, it's to get it. I figure at some point you'll be vamping about something. So I'm just letting you know, at some point you're going to be off pontificating on a topic and I will just walk away. I'm not being rude. I'm just going to get the charger. Sure. Sure. What, how, how much battery life do you have left right now? According to this, I have, it's at 30%, which for this laptop, I have 35 minutes. Nice. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I, I might need a new computer at some point because I don't know yeah. why I guess I could change it to like maximum battery life, but either way. I've been looking um, at building a new computer. I've been very seriously looking at the parts the last week or two. I mentioned it a little bit on the show last week. 
that processor that I want is just not in stock anywhere. It's super um, in demand right now, and it's like back ordered like crazy. And I've even just been looking for RAM, like trying to get the appropriate RAM for this system. And all of that is sold out everywhere, too. It's just, it's unbelievable how scarce some of these uh, parts are right now. It's it's ridiculous. Why do you think that is, as I go get my charger? I mean, I'm not really sure why that is. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, who is totally still sitting there listening to my diatribe about uh, computer parts. Um, You know, there's this company, uh, AMD. Advanced Micro Devices, I think that stands for. Um, they released a new series of processors um, based off of what they call the Zen architecture about uh, two years ago now. They're on the third iteration now, the 3000 series. And this is um, basically the first major revision of the Zen uh, micro architecture. And it's just a much better processor than certainly anything they had released prior to the Zen architecture. And this third iteration in particular has finally closed the gap in terms of, uh, you know, IPC instructions per clock. So they're very much more comparable with Intel's offerings. And it's been sort of interesting because Intel has actually very much stagnated over the course of the last five to eight years. Their architectural improvements, they're like the 10th generation of their core architecture but honestly, at this point, and for several years now, like their gains on a new generation of architecture have sometimes been as low as like one percent. Um, and this, and AMD, admittedly, was way behind. But with this new architecture, they had a gain somewhere in the vicinity of fifteen percent. And anyways, they're finally on par with Intel in terms of the amount of work they can do per, per clock tick. And this particular. Um, fabrication process also allows them to clock the chips at something comparable to what Intel does. It's a little bit slower, but because of the, you know, instructions per clock, they get it much done. But the the major advantage uh, to these chips is they are able to, through this very clever chiplet design, um, they have a huge number of cores on the processors uh, for relatively cheap. So, for the same price as an 8-core Intel processor, you can get a 12-core processor from AMD. And that's actually the chip I want to get, the 3900X. It's a 12-core processor. It would let me do all sorts of wonderful things. I've been doing more video editing. I've been doing more effects editing, You know, putting together some stuff for Sound Scary, some stuff that I think I'd also maybe start to like to do for this show. But it takes so long to render stuff on my current system I mean, that's been part of my motivation. And also, I've been trying to play some video games again. And those, certainly modern games, aren't running super well. Um, that was what I was going to ask. And it certainly would allow me to stream. A 12-core system would allow me to stream pretty much anything and with pretty good quality. So that's also in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So I want to do it, but it's going to be pricey. And I just can't buy any of the stuff. That's the thing that gets me. I can't believe it. They're supposed to be releasing a 16-core processor sometime around the end of this month. And on the one hand, I don't think I'm going to buy that because I think it will probably be too pricey. Like, we're probably talking about a CPU chip. Just just the chip, just the actual processor will be about, probably, if I had to guess, it's going to be priced somewhere around $750, like, for that one component. 
So it's probably a little bit outside of my price range. But 16 cores with hype with with their their version of hyper threading, which is to say each core can do two threads, 32 threads that can operate simultaneously on this one processor. That would be a beast of a machine. Um, but my hope is when that comes out, maybe that takes some of the demand off of this lower skew, the 12 core skew, and maybe those become more available because the people who really want the power are going to be waiting and buying that 16 core skew instead. So maybe that will work to my benefit. Who knows? How did you like that? Was that a long enough diatribe? I mean, I've been, I've been pontificating even after you came back. How does that make you feel? I, again, I think there is a market in Doc Manson offering advice, uh, whether it's an email show or a call-in show, offering tech advice. Here's what I spent the once I sat back down and plugged my Chromebook in. Here's what I spent the entire time thinking. This is what Doc spends his time doing: acquiring usable, helpful skills. Like, is it usable? Is it helpful to anyone? It will be helpful to you when you build your computer. It will be helpful to me, but uh, is that I worth watch anything? YouTube and wrestling, and uh, sometimes I read books, which is fun for me, but I'm not acquiring any new skills. Eh. Eh. Live your life. Love what you do. What I did do. What I do did, did do. What you did Uh, done done. Did you done? Done done. Did you done done done. I watched Clash of Champions, and I'm sure you did too. Oh, yes, it was a great show. I can't believe all... The hot wrestling action that took place. I was very surprised by some of the outcomes of those matches. Uh, history is being made tonight in 90 minutes NXT on USA for the very first time. Yes, that should be fun. Um, so wait, I heard something about the, this show. I mean, maybe it was from you last week. Are they starting as a one-hour show and expanding to two hours later or vice versa or something? It is going to be a two-hour show the entire time. But for a couple of weeks, because of, I think, a scheduling conflict with the USA Network, they're doing an hour on USA and then an hour on WWE Network. So at 9 o'clock, they will tell you to change the channel. Okay. And to turn on WWE Network. But in future weeks, all two hours will be on the USA Network. And there will be no option to watch NXT on Wednesday night on the WWE Network. Neither the first nor second hour. You have to wait till Thursday to watch it on the network. Correct. Which for someone like me who usually watches a lot of my wrestling on the weekend, I don't care. But there are some people who are bummed about it because... What they, time on Thursday? They're cord, they're cord cutters. I believe it's still 8 p.m. They're going to just show it at 8 p.m. on Thursdays instead of at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Is it on 8 p.m. on USA? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's 10. Maybe I'll tune in tonight if we're done with this show because I think that could be kind of fun to see. I'm. Do I a, get USA little... Network? <laughs> I have to look into that. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd be able to watch the second hour. So you'll be able to start at nine, yeah. um, which is true. I could watch that, I suppose. I'm a little bummed I won't be able to see it. Um, not enough to, you know, sign up for a free trial of some watch live TV thing. Because, again, I can wait 24 hours. I still haven't watched SmackDown. Fair. I want to see I want to see Brock Lesnar show up on SmackDown. 
Why would he do that? He did that. He's going to wrestle Kofi Kingston on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Oh. (laughs) So many people are saying he's going to win the WWE title on the very first episode of SmackDown on Fox. I mean, he was always supposed to be the next big thing, right? He was the guy on SmackDown back in the day. Wasn't that not true? Yeah. This is his first. Yes, he was a SmackDown guy for a while, but this is his first televised match. Uh, It's possible it's been I want to say it's definitely five years, possibly closer to 10. I welcome back our giant shark baby overlord. If he wants to be around on television on a semi-regular basis, I would welcome him back with open arms. I don't need him every week, but if he's going to be champion, if he wants to show up a few times a month. Sure. People, people said, you know, there people are complaining. It's not fair to Kofi. It's not fair to Kofi. And I'm like, look, he won the title at WrestleMania. It's, it'll be October. That's six, that's six months as a fairly dominant champion. A lot of guys that are, you know, whether they're Hall of Famers or a lot of top guys, if you will, forgive me the revival, um, would have killed for that. CM Punk, well, no, I guess he had his 454 days or whatever, but it's fine. If that's the way they want to go, if they want to, you know, get people's attention on the first episode on Fox by putting the title on Brock Lesnar, makes sense to me. Yep. Sadly, it does. It makes perfect sense. Makes good business sense. So, uh, by all yeah. means. And hey, Kofi Kingston beating Brock Lesnar could also be a big news true. story he's, too. So he's lost knows? to he's lost to Roman. He's lost to Rollins a couple of times. He could very easily lose to Kofi. Yeah, I mean, there's just enough intrigue there that I don't think it's guaranteed that he gets a win, and that's interesting to me. No, but um, let's see. Yeah, Clash of Champions. Uh, I loved what happened with Bailey. Bailey is full heel, and you would get a kick out of it. Yeah, Bailey, that thing at Clash of Champions was so cool. Tell tell me again. You were just, I mean, we were talking about it before the show, but it was, oh man, I was just, I couldn't believe it. So, well, to sum up for those people at home who didn't watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, She's wrestling Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. As you do. And her whole character arc right now as far as i know is that she still believes herself to be the hero despite aligning herself with sasha banks who's a heel because you're loyal to your friends you know even you're loyal to your friends you don't turn on your friends when things go bad that's when you support them um and so to end the match she took the bottom turnbuckle pad off basically like did a drop toe hold to charlotte so charlotte's head hit the turnbuckle pinned her then scrambled out of the ring grabbed the belt and ran up the ramp to what will hopefully be somebody will post it to the benny hill music because it was that kind of like (laughs) and it was just that that sort of heel antics from someone like bailey is a breath of fresh air that character was pretty one-dimensional um there wasn't a lot going on with it i was done with it a long time ago and now i'm like all right i'm in this is this is a very interesting way of doing things he's getting his notebook out i think he's gonna write about watching bailey oh yeah gonna definitely be watching bailey i love to watch bailey 
so good. And even better when Charlotte's the uh, the lady who I'm watching also with Bailey. Do you do you carry a notebook around with you in your day to day life? Not typically. Um, no, not really. I should though. Okay. I should probably write more down than I do. I think that would be helpful. I've, I've debated. Now, granted, I'm still wearing. You know, it's still short season in my book. Um, but once I move to wearing jeans, I won't have as many pockets. But I've considered getting a little notebook to keep in a pocket, and whether it's ideas or you yep. know ideas for podcasts or just things to remember. Sometimes I'm like, it would help me to write things down. But uh, let's see. Oh, I'm really thinking about um, transitioning the feed for this show over to Pinecasts. It's okay. the provider I've been using for Sound Scary. Seems good so far. The only downside is they do limit your uploads to 80 megabit megabytes per episode. But I can't remember the last time this show was over 60. So I don't really right. think it's a difference maker. The uh, If we have a marathon in the... Uh in the holiday season that could have, that would be the only time i would be like yeah maybe, and even and then we can we, we can, can just upload it. it as separate episodes and it's not a problem sure. sure uh let's see and the only new champions were tag team champions robert rude and dolph ziggler are your new raw tag team of champions course. of course i mean i saw that and it was glorious it was honestly glorious the revival are your new smackdown tag team champions well yes i mean it's about time the revival was due you know uh, the big things for me, I didn't see it coming at all. The return of Luke Harper. He's been gone for Okay, six now I know you're so. just pulling my leg. I admit it, I didn't watch the damn show, but you don't have to just <laughs> say things that are ridiculous. All no, right. He's he's back. Just he's... stop. Just stop. Be honest with me. Tell me what really happened. Luke Harper. You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Came out, helped his buddy Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan pinned Roman Reigns. Wow. Was it clean? No, but it happened. So what is Eric Rowan doing? Is he still a metal guy like he was with he's Daniel still, Bryan? Or? Yeah, he's still wearing his shirts. You know, they both had kind of camo pants and cut off, uh, you know, metal T-shirts. And So uh, are they now Bludgeon Brothers Redux or... They haven't, I don't, again, I haven't watched SmackDown. On SmackDown, they laid out Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan? How come? I think because Daniel Bryan, now this shows you that I have not been paying super attention to this storyline, but the whole idea was it was supposedly Rowan who attacked Roman Reigns in the backstage stuff, and everyone believed Daniel Bryan was the mastermind behind it, and Rowan was being set up to be the fall guy. Well, yeah. now that now that appears to not be the case, and Roman has, or because Daniel Bryan at one point, you know, finds out some information that he thought was false, so turns to Rowan, slaps him in the face, is yelling at him for being a liar, and you're you're led to believe that this is all an act. This is all an act to him continuing to try to proclaim his innocence. Well, now he's been attacked twice now by Rowan, once with Rowan and Harper, once just by Rowan, and now you're like, oh. Maybe Rowan and Harper were kind of the masterminds, and Daniel Bryan was a pawn, just along for the ride. So, I think the idea is the Daniel Bryan heel turn, while fun, 
was probably not going to be able to last much longer. It makes okay. more sense to kind of turn him back towards being a baby face. Um, so that would be my guess. But hmm, that sounds good. That actually yeah. sounds like a good piece of writing from wrestling. There's, now, maybe there's they, good... the thing is, I, I, I do just tangentially feel like maybe it took them too long to get there. But it's possible. It's but, you possible. Know. I, you know, I think there's a lot going on that's good. Um, we won't talk about the fact that apparently Rusev is the father of Maria Kanellis's new baby, or she's pregnant, and supposedly he's the father. So you said the name Rusev, and it legit took me four to seven seconds, somewhere in there, to remember who the hell you were talking about. I'd like to say Rusev, you know, I've always kind of thought, I don't look exactly like Rusev, but we have similar body types. And I'd like to say, Rusev, you want to talk about a guy looking svelte. Google how Rusev looked on Raw. He's, I'm not going to say he's unrecognizable, <laughs> but he's close. He's, he's very trim. And he's only got the mustache now. Like, I thought he looked good. Hmm. Rusev makes shock WWE return to Raw with insane new body. But fans are confused by Attitude Era-like storyline. It is very much there was going to be a, a party to reveal the gender of Maria Kanellis' baby. Her storyline is she's kind of now this dominant personality over husband Mike. Um, You're right. His facial, facial structure. Yeah. He, it looks like he's had work done practically. Yeah, but I guess losing the different. beard, I guess, will do that, right? I mean... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If I come back next week and I've shaved this and it's just the mustache, I will look very different. Huh. All right. Cool. So, so, yes, they at first claimed Ricochet was the father of the baby. That turned out to be false. And then she... What about alludes. AJ Styles? Did he... Uh, was he ever in the contention here for another out-of-marriage... Uh, Extramarital no. bastard no. son, as you will. Then. So supposedly Vince McMahon was not at either Raw or SmackDown this week. Paul Heyman ran Raw and Bischoff ran SmackDown as they were rumored to do all summer. And so people are saying Paul Heyman's first <laughs> Raw without Vince looking over his shoulder. And he comes up with this ridiculous who's the father of the baby storyline. And I'm like, you don't think Vince would go for that storyline? He'd Please, think it that was sounds exactly like something Vince would put in there. Exactly. Uh, the other big thing that came out of Clash of Champions, Seth Rollins defeats Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman, as much as we love him, is never going to win a title, a major title uh, in the WWE. It's just not going to happen. Missed opportunity um, for that guy, huh? I agree. And again, I maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem that way. And uh, Seth Rollins is up the ramp. He turns to pose. The lights go out. The Fiend is there. Sister Abigail Hold, you know, then kind of holding. Whoa, like Sister Abigail the, was there. The move was there. Oh, then puts him in the mandible claw. What about Mercy it, the Buzzard? Was he there? No. You see why no. I'm confused? Because Sister Abigail is an actual entity now. So yes, yeah. yes. I, I if it were up to me, he wouldn't use that move anymore. I've never been wild about the move. The pose is nice. The kiss on the forehead's nice. The move itself is weak. But um. But it was nice the way they ended it because, you know, he attacks him. He puts him in the mandible claw. Rollins apparently loses consciousness. The lights fade out. Bray Wyatt laughs. And that's the way the pay-per-view ends. It's huh. not 
Michael Cole going, oh my God, somebody needs to get help. We need help. You know, it just fades to black. And that was the end of it. So it was, again, they're doing a very nice job. You did miss, however, the return of one of your favorite characters. Hmm. One of my favorite characters. He didn't sell anybody any hot dogs, <gasps> but he was very goofy. And no, it's not so, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, for a second. And then I was even thinking about Ryback, but then I was like, no, okay, what's going on with Kane? Uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs yep. is, is a former 24-7 champion. <laughs> of course he is. Showed up on Raw. I don't know if they were in the area. I'm not sure why he was there necessarily. Um, winds up pinning our truth comes to, you know, in some pre-tape segment at like the university of Tennessee. Oh yeah. They must've been in Tennessee because they were at the university of Tennessee football stadium. Um, our truth then wins the title back, but to end the show, demon Kane comes out. Not really sure why, because I didn't watch the end of the sh- I only watched the end minute of the show. And then of course he is also taken out by sister Abigail. Bray Wyatt, not Sister Abigail. Wait. Sorry. Bray Wyatt took out Kane at the end of Raw. So so the main event of Raw was Seth Rollins versus Robert Roode because Robert Roode pinned Seth Rollins to win the tag team titles. So they had a match. For some reason, again, I wasn't – I didn't see the whole thing. Demon Kane came out at the end probably to take out the heels, I would guess, to kind of help Rollins for some reason and Kane goes to do the pyro the lights cut out the fiend is there lays out Kane okay did Kane get the mandible claw treatment or what yes all right yes so we're setting up Hell in a Cell we're getting as far as we know now we're getting Seth Rollins versus the fiend in a cell match and apparently Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch will also be a cell match Great. So that all sounds good. So that was um that was Clash of Champions. We're gearing, like I said, NXTs tonight. AEW starts in a couple weeks. SmackDown moves to Fox in a couple weeks. We're gonna have another draft in a couple weeks to shake up the rosters heading into the move to Fox. Crazy stuff going on. Lots of crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, sounds exciting. And you know, it's a big step for NXT tonight, so all all good all good things all good things it is it is uh, hopefully we have good things good lucha things uh with our emails podcast at ddtwrestling.com we've got five people are still adjusting i think to our change of recording times um but the first one is from good buddy mitchell monroe playing favorites Today, gents, I'm emailing you about a phenomenon I've experienced in my life that I'm curious if I'm alone in. Yes, next email. What? Sorry. Once I've chosen a favorite in something, it often stays cemented forever. And even when something I like equal or better comes along, I have trouble bringing myself to shift the number one thing downward. I've probably marked out for CM Punk more times than HBK, if for no other reason than I experienced more of his career. Yet, when people ask my favorite wrestler, I still say HBK. I've played myriad video games that I absolutely love, but you can bet that I never even consider saying I like any of them better than Pokemon. House MD as my favorite show is the one thing I'll always be confident in, but now I'm enamored with The Good Place. 
I can't bring myself to consider if I like it better. Is it because history with something is just as important a factor in favorites as quality? Is it because I place too much of my identity in these things? Is it because I'm so indecisive that once I pick a favorite, it stresses me to change? And more importantly, do you all have any similar experience? Yes. Legit- legitimately, yeah. I, you, know, you ask me what my favorite WrestleManias are, and I'm going to say 9, 10, and 12. It's and nostalgia. Ni- yeah, WrestleMania 9 is arguably the worst WrestleMania ever. Yeah. And I love it. I watch it at least once a year. Not the Hulk Hogan part. That pisses me off. But the rest of it I watch. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think nostalgia definitely plays an important role. You know, was one of the WrestleManias I've seen in the last few years better? Of course. Do I like it more? No. <laughs> Yeah, the what's human f- brain is weird. So yeah. you know, what's your what's your favorite TV show? Hmm. The, I, the, when you said that, the first thing that popped into my mind, I'm going to go with the X Files. Okay, I was going to guess you would say the Ghostbusters cartoon, but that might oh. be a different. Yeah, but X Files, even still, I mean, that was very formative in my early. I mean, when was that? That was early '90s when it started. So I mean, sure. we're talking. 11 12 years old something like that when it started up um definitely a part of my childhood and don't be wrong later seasons of that show after like season seven or so get to be utterly abysmal mm-hmm. but i would still say it's one of my favorite shows yeah i would say my favorite show is the west wing um and again i didn't watch it as a kid but i've watched it just because it's on netflix and it happens to be a show that, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and are having trouble, go back to, back to sleep. That's the thing I put on, and within 15 minutes, I'm out. But, you know, yeah, you get a relationship with certain things, and you just become attached to them. And I do think many people, Mitchell, are stressed out by change. You know, yeah, even, everyone is. Even, go- even good change is bad. Nobody likes change. Ways. And yeah. I think, honestly, if there's one thing that, I challenge myself to do it's to be open to change as much as I possibly can, you know, um, to not get comfortable with just the same old, same old, and to be open to other things. I'm definitely a creature of habit, but so Mm -hmm. is everyone else. And if you can be aware of that and try to offset your inclinations, I I think that's, uh, that's admirable. Yeah. What I'm saying is Um, I deserve your admiration and praise more of it, please. Uh, the next email, hey, Ethan Fisher coming in on the wire. He's got his email in. Danielle Sullivan, part one. Hello. How's everyone doing? Hope all is well and that Doc's week at work has been better. Apparently it was. I also felt Doc's frustrations because I too was frustrated with my job and life. But hey, I survived. With it being a new week, I've got a counseling appointment and three doctor appointments to take care of this week. I might be sending the second email on Wednesday, but wanted to send this one because it's on the topics of all the things I've forgotten to email about over the past month or so. So here we go. Number one, DDT Awards. I, too, after listening to Mitchell's email last week, would still love to hear the return of the DDT Awards this holiday season. I will be moving during the holidays, and listening to the DDT Awards would help me during that time. You could revamp the DDT Awards as DDT Rewards. 
Ooh, you get I like to this. reward yourselves and your guests with year-end shenanigans, food taste testing, and more. Genius. I like this. The only problem is I'm going to actually then want to get guests. And I know that you're such a hermit that you're going to be like, no, don't want it. I suppose it depends on which guests you want to bring. Uh-huh. Are we yeah. bringing Tall Guy over? I'll, I'll happily sit down with Tall Guy. We should bring Tall Guy on the show. Do you think he'd do it? I think it would be fun. Sure. I absolutely think he would. Whether he'd be allowed to is a different question, but I think he would definitely do it. Oh, come on. Uh, but yeah, uh, Danielle, DDT Rewards might be a genius idea. I hope we go with that. Number two, emails. So to be clear, you guys will start recording on Wednesdays, yes? I usually send emails on Wednesdays at the earliest before the original Thursday recording date. It says bonfire, but I think she meant before. Um, but if it's moved to Wednesdays, I can continue adding that to my to-do list. Uh, so yeah, let's talk shop. I know it's at least going to happen for the yeah. interim, but uh, I have talking? I have basically stuff going on Thursday nights. Not every week, but enough that if you just want to make this a regular thing through yeah. Halloween, I think that's probably a good idea. After that's Halloween, fine. I'm free to go back to our we'll revisit Thursday well, yeah, schedule. So, so for those people, because uh, and Mitchell asked if we we're gonna start releasing on Thursdays, because I think we joked, we said maybe we would do that to take over the space of other podcasts that have no long now no longer are a thing. But we um, are the champions. We are the champions. Although you're no a time for losers. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. That's just you're how the song goes. You're a hall you're a hall of famer now. You gotta toe the company line. Oh. Um yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. It's very um, sad. It's very sad. I I you know, I'd say We'll probably still release on Fridays because it would be, you know, selfishly, I think I'm in the I, I'm in the habit of recording on Thursday. So like Wednesdays is my midweek shopping trip. You know, I tend to do some cooking on Wednesdays to prep for the rest of the week. Having said all that, I should be open to change. So if we decide to make Wednesday nights a regular thing, I am totally on board. Yeah, I don't know. I think for the most part, because of the way my job normally is, I I tend to be very busy at the beginning of the week. So having a couple of days buffer, I think, tends to put me in better spirits to record. Um, yeah. But even still, Wednesday is a couple of days buffer, I suppose. So we'll, we'll, see, how, we'll see how things go. Number three. Do you guys recall that Sound Scary podcast review without a name attached to it from a couple of weeks ago? That was from me. I'm hoping to add my name to it at some point this week. What? I listened to the Friday the 13th episode on Friday and listening to the Nightmare on Elm Street one today. That movie uh. franchise is also a favorite of mine as well. Oh, yeah. Love those movies. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street is um, probably my favorite horror franchise. Uh, that series of films has always stuck with me. I like I like the surreal nature of it. I like how uh, Freddy progresses into a wisecracking um, uh, stand-up comedian over the course of the series. I, there's just a lot, I think, to like there. It brings in those comedic elements that I, I love both in my wrestling and in my horror. 
but it still also has that basis and stuff that's truly terrifying. It, it really works on a lot of different levels for me. I, I like that series a lot. Danielle. Uh, speak, speaking of which, it's Alien this week. It is. Sounds scary. It I haven't gotten alien. to it. Haven't gotten to it yet, but it's up in my queue. So, uh, sat, it, the Alien. It, does that qualify as a horror movie? I would consider it the greatest science fiction horror movie ever created. Well, sure. <clears throat> that makes sense. Gremlins isn't science fiction. I don't really think so. There's not a lot of science to it. It's, it's more that would be, a fantasy. That would be an interesting episode. Maybe it wouldn't be an interesting episode. I'd get a kick out of listening to you and GQ. Be pedantic. Sort, sort the yeah. horror movies into the It sounds a lot like drugs. a list. I, I'm a list guy. I, just, I guess I so. Like lists. I guess so. Uh, number four, P.O. Wait, Box. Wait, before that, uh, Danielle, I want to know next week, uh, have you seen A New Nightmare, uh, the seventh movie in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. New Nightmare. Uh, I love that film. I like it for a lot of different reasons. But before I talk about it, I will wait for your response. This is a random question, and it might be best saved for another time. What is the greatest female horror movie villain character? Not heroine. Not like yeah, you know, yeah, Jamie yeah. Curtis's character. Like but slasher? Yeah, is there a is there a great female slasher? Sort of. Um, the girl from the ring is the only thing I can think of, but I have very yeah. little horror. Movie. Samara would have been one of my go tos, the girl from the ring. Um, but also, I didn't. This is maybe one of my great horror fan shames, but not really. I never really got into the Saw series. I know the Saw series was wildly oh, yeah. uh, successful. But eventually, a, a female protege, I think, sort of takes the reins from um, Tobin Bell's Jigsaw as that series progresses. So I might go to her as an obvious answer as well. Um, but, I mean, in terms of super famous, I mean, hey, it's not exactly the same thing, I think, is what you're asking. But, I mean, go back to the yeah. first Friday the 13th, right? I mean, Mrs. Voorhees is the original slasher oh, that would, of yeah, that series. That so... I, yeah, I think there's a few options. You said New Nightmare, and just for me, I was like, I wonder if they could redo it, but with Freddy Krueger as a female, like Frederica. <laughs> Fredicini. That just sounds, that just makes me hungry. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's just pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy pasta. Right. Number four. I want to get to this. P.O. Box. I am prepping to send you guys books via Amazon via earned gift cards. Crosses fingers that the P.O. box gets set up soon. We need that for the DDT rewards. I think I know what book to send DC after he mentioned the history book from last week. I think I know what book you're going to send me. Um, and I, I adore you for it. I just want you to know. I Check with me because I have a book that I know you've mentioned on your Twitter, Daniel. Um, I'm also planning on getting a book for Mrs. Manson, but I'm not oh. sure what book she'd like. Any tips would be appreciated. Okay, that's all for this email. You guys are awesome, Danielle. Well, this is sweet. Mrs. People Manson is going to send us gifts. <laughs> Mrs. Manson is a voracious reader. Um, she reads all the time. She's constantly reading uh, fiction. It's my impression she she likes not like boilerplate detective novels, but things with an air of mystery to them. I don't know necessarily that that is true. Uh, Mrs. Manson will hear this show, uh, no doubt, and, and yeah. can advocate 
for herself on Twitter. But yeah, she reads a lot. She reads a lot. Yeah, my wife also reads a lot. I wish I read more. I read almost not at all. And I want to fix that. Yeah. Like, I'm slowly working through the Adam Savage book. Um, I read comics, I suppose. That counts, kind of. But either way. Uh, our next email comes from Glenn D. for Danger. Hi, guys. I was talking to an old friend of mine the other day, and we were reminiscing about stupid things we did as kids. One was to have a wrestling match in an old car scrapyard near our homes. And once I did an elbow drop off the roof of a garage onto my friend laying on the roof of an old car down below, almost killing both of us. And I was wondering, what is the most stupidly dangerous thing you did when you were kids? Thanks as always, Glenn. Wow. I got to get Glenn on question marks. His life is just like he's going to need multiple episodes just like, okay, so you were a pro pro wrestler for a short minute. You dropped an elbow like he's every so often he comes up with this stuff and I'm like, what is your life? (laughs) That all this crazy stuff happened to you. Um, I was a very. uh, Well protected and also paranoid child, so I did not do a lot of dangerous things yeah um the one thing that comes to mind for me though is wrestling moves like i would i remember this guy dj who was probably five you know was probably one of the shortest kids in the grade and i remember once in gym class we were talking about wrestling and i was like look a choke slam and i grabbed him by the throat and lifted him into the air and he was (laughs) not a fan yeah that's a surprise um Yeah, you know, I remember I did some sort of cannonball splash off a bed and landed on my friend Josh and he couldn't breathe for a couple minutes. (laughs) It was like just double knees, full tuck, just right to the chest. Um, God, you almost probably cracked a rib. Yeah, it was that sort of like that. I, Despite having some idea that this whole thing was staged, I just thought you could do moves and no one would get hurt and i was wrong yeah yeah i uh in kindergarten i i tried to emulate my heroes uh, at the time uh the three amigos i i tried to to do a a rope lasso off around a a swing set to swing off of the slide it instantly fell apart i fell on my arm hyper extending it and i was in a cast for a couple of months oh that's no fun yeah, that was dumb. Kids are dumb. They are. I was I was dumb. They are there. You need to be, you know, I, I, I say this as an educator, you need to be dumb. The best lessons are learned when you do something dumb and you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. It was dumb because I can tell you that what you did was dumb. Hopefully I phrase it better than that. But <laughs> you need to you need to internalize that for yourself for it to really work. Uh, Danielle's back with part two. Welcome back. Three weeks ago, I did an at-home sleep study to see if I had sleep apnea. The results came back, and I visited with my sleep doctor yesterday, and I'm taking meds now to help me stay asleep because of restless leg syndrome. I've got a flu shot, an allergy appointment Friday, and then I should be done with medical appointments for the year. So here are the other questions I've been wanting to ask for the past few weeks. Number one, could Eugene's character and storyline be redone today? 
I'm now to watching Raw's 2004 episodes, and Eugene and William Regal are a joy to watch, but I understand how today's culture would be more sensitive to it. Um, yeah, despite the fact that I mentioned Peanut Butter Falcon on a recent episode, they could not get anywhere. They could not get away with that at all right now. I think... I think they could potentially get close to it if they were legitimately interested in bringing in a person yes potentially with you know down syndrome or or some yes. other sort of um i don't know if learning disability is the pc way of talking I about know, those yeah, things i get what you i get what you're saying I if think they wanted they, to bring in a legitimate person with that they couldn't have someone act that way though i do think that that would still cause backlash and there would be some talk about exploiting that person in some way but i don't always necessarily agree with that sort of mentality i mean somebody's they're just trying to he's just trying to live his life or she for that matter so i you know i don't know it would be an interesting question if they could really um navigate those waters well i guess it would be difficult number two rise and fall of wrestling podcasts Over the past few years, we've seen the rise and fall of wrestling podcasts, as wrestling has been popular with wonderful storytelling, and then not so great at the moment. I'm not going to say it's great right now, but I also don't think it's as bad as many people think it is. What do you guys think contributes to the rise and fall of wrestling podcasts? Were there too many options out there with too much content? I don't know that it's there was a rise... And now it seems there is a fall. I don't know that we're going to get another rise. So the issue is podcasts have become commercial. Um, And now, you know, the mainstream podcast listener is only listening because they can listen to celebrities they know. They can listen to Joe Rogan. They can listen to Mark Maron. They can listen uh, to Mike Rowe. You know what I mean? There's... And in the wrestling world, you can listen to Steve Austin. You can listen to Colt Cabana. You can listen to whoever you want. You know what I mean? The WWE themselves has a show now. That's Steve Austin's thing, right? Or They're going to launch an entire podcast network. I mean, so my, my point, I guess, is now that there's celebrity attached to it, that's where all the money is. And I think the original rise that we were talking about came from a lot of people who were hoping to at the very least set up a side hustle, if not be able to, you know, make a full-time job out of this podcasting thing. It was just like, uh, it's just like any sort of other internet bubble, whether that be streaming or whatever, what have you. And, you know, realistically speaking, um, you know, DC and I, I don't think we've been terribly successful with this podcast, except in the one metric that matters to us, which is to say we're having fun We have a very small group of people who we enjoy very much conversing with. Thank you, Danielle, and everyone else for your emails. Um, But we were never, and don't get me wrong, yeah, I I realize that you could say, oh, that's not true. You have a Patreon. You bring in some money. And, you know, that's true. And, again, I'm always very, very, uh, mm, what's the right term there? I don't know. I can't, I'm gracious, I guess, about it. I can't believe that anyone out there would want to give us some money towards our operating costs. I think it's crazy that anyone likes listening to us enough to consider putting money where their mouth is. And again, to everyone who does contribute, really, thank you very, very much. 
Um, but that was never our, our our intention. I think it's awesome that we have some people contributing and it isn't just a money sink for us. Um, at this point, I used all of our profits up until like the end of last year to basically renew our podcast feed, renew our web hosting fee and that sort of thing. That's everything that we've made just went into that basically. Yeah. Um, and at this point, yeah, I, we're good for like the next two or three. We're good for the next, I think, two years on the web hosting. Um, the podcast hosting is up somewhere around the turn of the year, February maybe. And again, I'm going to think, I think I'm going to switch this over to Pinecast because the costs will be half what they currently are for that hosting. Um, where did I go with this? Oh, yeah. Uh, again, it was never about necessarily making the money for no. us. It's, it's more a creative outlet. And while, yeah, it'd be awesome to have a thousand listeners a week or or more than that, but eh, that, that's never was our goal. And for anyone else out there, the you know, rise and fall of podcasts, I think everybody thought I'm going to be the next big thing. And yes, that's just, that's just not, yeah. that's just not this reality of this. Yeah. Right now. You know, anyways, and, maybe well, it was and, and, five years ago, but well, and the, you know, the reality now, I like, I'm not going to speak for too long about the new age insiders. I love them all dearly. Clearly, we benefited um, from our affiliation. I don't know um, if we've ever said this on the air. I think we probably have. Um, but there was some time there when we when we first had our show moved onto the NAI feed. This is when we were first, you know, starting out, and they we hosted on both feeds the same episodes. I think there was at some at some point there we had talked about calling the show "Riding the Coattails." Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, they very graciously, Jason, Liam, Bill, they all very graciously at the beginning there just let us piggyback on what they were doing. And honestly, I think any modicum of success that we've had honestly probably is due to them getting us any sort of listenership base. Um, So I have to be eternally grateful for that opportunity. And I think, I think you need that, you know, that goes back to the talk about, but if we didn't have that, if we had just said, yes, let's create a wrestling podcast and we'll tweet about it to our 75 listeners, I don't think, I don't know that we would have gone, oh, what is this, 191 episodes? No, because, probably not. Because, you know, if if our listenership was in the teens to 12, like if we were getting 20 downloads an episode, there would have come a time where we would have been like, well, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear like, you. Let's just chat. You know, we were chatting before we started recording today, and I was just like, honestly, if it was just, hey, let's sit down for 45 minutes and just shoot the breeze, I was like, I'd probably be okay with that because, you know. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But yeah, but, you know, but at the same time, what I will say is they had very clear intentions that they wanted to be like, they wanted their livelihood to come out of NAI. And I loved the sentiment and they had a couple of opportunities. Um, you know, they were on a WEI, one of Boston's biggest sports radio stations for a little bit. Um, but I think the problem that you run into is when that's your goal, anything less than that leaves you unsatisfied. Right. My goal was to talk to you. And if other people happen to enjoy what we had to say, that's great. And so I really enjoy the fact that, you know, that I looked at it. Yeah, we get, I think it's something like $17 a month through Patreon. That's crazy to me. It is, isn't it? 
Yes. It really is. Like, and we've had it for a while now. So, like, we've made, you know, a couple hundred bucks. People have given us a couple hundred bucks to say, hey, keep having conversations with, you know, one with of your closest friends. With microphones on. Okay. Yeah, we can do you that. You got it. I'm, I'm finally happy that with your latest rearrangement in your room, the one thing that's bothered me for years is how terrible our audio quality is. <laughs> and it finally is starting to sound good. Like I, this new setup for you is working very well. That's all I'm, I'm trying to, to say. hear. It. I don't mean that as a backhanded it. compliment. It, it no, really is a think... nice positive change. I was thinking about this the other, I was thinking about this the other day. I was clipping my fingernails on the air for a while there. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you were. Obviously, we were. You know, yeah. When when that's what when that's what you're doing, we're clearly not aiming for. We're not shooting for the stars here with this show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, number enough. three, voicemails. I love that idea. Maybe in 2020, I can resume being a Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, you wonderful listeners should tribute money to DC and Doc for being awesome podcast hosts. Danielle, you're a sweetheart. Thanks, guys, and happy seasonal transition time between summer and fall. Cheers, Danielle. Uh, if you'd like to be a podcast, it would be a Patreon. We'd love to have you. Kevin Johnson, email. Evening, chaps. This change of date for recording is really messing with my head. <laughs> for years, I knew Thursday was the deadline. It's even messing with my work. I thought today was Thursday and wished everyone a happy <laughs> Friday tomorrow. Now, I'm a joke in the office. <laughs> anyway... Happy recordings, Kev. Get out Sorry, for Kev. iOS. Sorry, Kev. Yeah. I always knew you were a joke. What? All right. Ethan Fisher, the fish man, is here. Hello, gents. Hey, fellas. Hope all is well in the DDT universe. Not really too much on my mind today, so I'll make it brief. As I'm sure DC knows, I'm an avid watcher of the WWE Network. Is there anything specifically you wanted added to the network and why? And I've seen lots of scuttlebutt. I have also seen a lot of scuttlebutt in my day. Mm -mm, scuttlebutt. About coming changes to network pricing and thus have different and thus having different tiers with extra content, possibly partnering with indie promotions, adding their content to the vast selection of content. Uh, any promotion you'd like to see added and why? On a non-wrestling note, I sincerely hope everything is going well with both you and yours. And cheers to continued success, your friend, Ethan Fisher. I love the fish, man. Always glad when he, you know, sometimes he goes away for a while, but when we can reel him back in, it's always a good time. Um, yeah, what do I want added? I, I want all the stuff added. Kaiju you know, Big Battle! I, was, I figured that was what you were going to say. Um, I'd watch it. You know, they just added a bunch of thunders. I'm like, look, just put all the WCW stuff up. Like, like I want all the ridiculous stuff. I want, you know, WCW Worldwide. I want WWF Mania, like all the Saturday morning shows. Um, we'll allude to this in my piece of positivity that I don't know if it's up there yet, but the 80s rock and wrestling cartoon should be up there. Just, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. As for promotions, you know, Evolve I want them would be nice. to put up. Every single Scooby-Doo movie starring the wrestlers. I watched them advertise those things for years watching Raw. Never really sure. watched any of them. Those all need to be on the network tomorrow so I can start working through them. I love Scooby-Doo. I like wrestling, ostensibly. I would love to watch every single one of those. 
Uh, on your dollar, DC. On your dollar. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> dear WWE, I will continue. I will give you ten dollars again if you put Scooby Doo. But yes, I very well might. I I will happily pay for your Scooby Doo addiction. I also miss Camp WWE. I really liked that show. They only ever made a few episodes of that. I wish they would bring that back. I thought that was fun. I want more Southpaw. Yeah, there you go. So, I don't I don't understand what's why they don't pursue some of those more creative uh entries that I, that was all good stuff i thought what i'd like you to pursue is your piece of positivity we're over an hour it's been a while since we've Whoa. hit this mark yeah uh so my piece of positivity this week is a video game gears 5 just the uh, fifth in the gears franchise is that the one with batista it is although hey. i was actually sort of making a joke there because up until now it's been the gears of war franchise and for some reason, they decided to drop the of war with this installment. It's just called Gears Five, and it's just very strange. War. I guess it just seems like a really strange choice. But uh, anyways, I picked that up. It's actually running pretty well on my computer, although it's got some real long load times, which sucks. But yeah, I'm gonna be out there playing Gears Five on Xbox uh, or PC because it's cross-play compatible. I am playing it on my PC, but I'm way into Horde mode. Um, I love playing Horde mode. Uh, if anybody out there listening to this wants to play, send me a DM. We'll figure it out. Awesome. Uh, my piece of positivity is interesting this week. So I'm actually going to mention a, a person uh, from my life. You know, I, I tend to try to keep the actual personal stuff uh, personal. But I found out that someone I work with and have been friends with for years um, – was a pro wrestling fan as a kid and then watched again as a young adult. Um, you know, and first let's start out here. It's fe- she's female. Um, uh, but Oh, what office romance? No, nothing of the sort. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Yes. But it was just really nice. You know, um, I don't even remember how the topic came up, but we were talking about, I think we were talking about, did you or... try to choke slam her? I did not. I did okay. not. Good. Mandible. Claw. And she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> come here. Ah. <laughs> right. um, we were talking about podcasts, and you know, she wondered if there was a podcast in some area, and I was like, the thing you have to understand about podcasts is there are podcasts for everything. There's, you know, and so I happened to mention that I was a pro wrestling fan and there's tons of podcasts and her eyes lit up and she was like, I watch wrestling as a kid, you know, and she grew up, she was a kid. She's a little older than we are. So she was a kid through the eighties. She was, she was talking about Hulk Hogan. And then she was like, and you know, remember when Nikolai Volkov and the iron Sheik were all, and I was like, Oh, you're like deep into it. Like you're, and you were like, I do remember that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I I happened to admit to her that I have a podcast. I believe she is like the second person I work with who might know about it. I doubt she's gotten this far into, into the podcast, but BFF, if you're listening, hi, welcome to the show. Wow. (laughs) You've, you've admitted your secret identity to someone. It's amazing. It's it's one or two people that uh, I'm trying to think outside of, you know, the friends of the show who have been on the show. uh, I don't think anyone knows. Like, I've never really told anyone. I'm a terrible secret keeper. Yeah. Just in general. Um, my, uh, one of, at one time, my, some of the, the staff who work for me in this current position, 
I came in to work one day with a microphone because I was going to be recording voiceovers for some videos. And they were like, why do you have that? That looks like a real microphone. Like, why do you have that? And I was like, oh, uh, I I used to have a podcast. <laughs> that was the easiest way to explain it. I felt without, you know, ask without more questions coming up. Of course, sure. questions did come up. They're like, what was it about? And I was like, oh, uh science no i i said it was about wrestling i did i did i did cop to that um but uh yeah yeah but it, you know as someone who like again i had friends growing up who liked wrestling but not nearly to the extent so the fact that somebody there was somebody in my life who i could like talk to about wrestling and you know she yeah. was like so who are the big names now and i was like well there's Roman you were like Reigns. the undertaker <laughs> i'm like there's roman reigns he looks like jason momoa and she was like okay Makes me want to watch, and I was like, well, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> so, I uh, already, already, already uh, judging your new friend, huh? No, hey, the <laughs> fact that she did admit that the reason she, the major reason she was living in Miami in the late '90s, so she was watching because of The Rock. She was oh, like, okay. "That was totally, yeah. that was totally what got me back into it." The Rock was but awesome. She, so I don't. But then her. she was like, "But wasn't it very cool when like Stephanie McMahon and like Triple H got married? Like, wasn't that like?" And they got like, didn't they have like some sort of Vegas wedding? And yes, it, the storyline was Stephanie McMahon was drugged at the time, and they did took her <laughs> through like the drive-through chapel, and so yeah. I was like, wow, all right, knows your so, stuff. I'm happy for it, you. It was, it was a, it was an entertaining conversation, just as this was an entertaining conversation. And I, hope, I hope you out there, boys and girls, podcast land, have enjoyed this conversation. We've gone all over the place. Uh, right now, my idea for show title is DC is a little less puffy. That's what I <laughs> go for. Um, yeah, okay. Got but yeah, more. we talked some wrestling. We talked some real life stuff. We talked shop a little bit. We talked some philosophy. We talked about being mindful of your food intake. It's, it's been a good show. Doc Manson, anything you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog, all 190 episodes, plus a few, at ddtpod.com, as well as your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to put just a little bit of financial support towards DC and doc. It helps keep the lights on and the podcast train a chugging. You know what I didn't think of? Mm. What if she really does a deep dive and she's like, so tell me about this nerd DC guy. <laughs> I want to know if she asks you a backdoor donuts. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Thankfully, I think she'd at least... She, she's not someone that's going to scare easily. Okay, uh, he good. is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on this. Yeah, 191 episodes. We're on our way. Countdown is on to 200 there, boys and girls. Wake the neighbors. No, wake the kitties. Call the neighbors. <laughs> this is going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. I did the I did the tags, right? We did the Twitter already. I don't know. Who cares? They know where to find us. He's Doc. I'm DC. Won't you be our bestie?